it's cold, it's dark. How are we maintaining our health this winter season? This episode is for you, my friends, up in the colder climates. I'm your BFF here up in Canada. I get it. I get the short winter days. I get the long winter nights. We got our first dump of snow this past week, and our temperatures are well below freezing. This isn't about cold and flu season. This episode is about maintaining our overall health and our mood throughout the season so that we don't have to waste half our year feeling like garbage. Welcome back to Well with Michelle, where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scrambled, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community, while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, my friend. I hope you're having a fabulous start to your morning or you're having a fabulous day if you're listening to this a little later on. We're doing another Ask Me Anything episode because I got an amazing message recently about how are we maintaining our health through the winter months. And I'll read this message out to you in a bit and then let's go through some point forms of how we can keep our energy high, our mood feeling well and even navigating between the lack of light and we're less tempted to go outside and be out in mama earth. It's a bit harder to ground when we're in the middle of winter. And of course, there's so many different fancy grounding mats and devices that you can purchase, but that's not accessible to most. So let's talk about some super simple daily actions that cost Next to nothing, there are a few things that have money involved in them, but there's also going to be plenty that are free of actions that you can take to help yourself with feeling better during the winter months, avoiding that seasonal depression disorder, and also actually enjoying winter. Because I don't know, my friend, if you're like me, if I never saw winter again, I'd be okay with it. But I also love where I live. This is always going to be my home. Of course, I would love to travel out of the country during winter months. But for the most part, I'm going to be with winter for the rest of my life. So let's figure out how to make it enjoyable. Quick side note, I think my neighbors might have gotten a new puppy. Or maybe they are just puppy sitting for someone. But you might hear little oh's in the background every so often. Yeah, that's that's just the neighbors. If uh, if you hear them, and I'll try to edit them out, but honestly, they're pretty adorable, so I might not even worry about editing them out. <laughs> All right, remember, my friends, if you have a question that you want answered, it's a specific question, please send them my way. Send them onto Styles Coaching, S-T-I-L-E-S, Coaching on Instagram, and I will either do a, if it's just a short tidbit, I'll do a post about it, a reel, um, a carousel, whatever's effective, Or if it's a bit of a bigger concept like today's is, I will turn it into a podcast episode. I'll make sure you get your questions answered. And you know what? If one of us is thinking something, guarantee another one of us is thinking something. 
So I love these ask me anythings because it just reminds us that we're not alone. It reminds us that we all have areas to grow and learn in. And I love learning from you guys and knowing where your guys would like a little bit of support or where you would like answers or where I'm not giving you quite enough details. So please let me know. Alrighty. So one of our amazing community members over on Instagram messaged this. She said, okay, you're the perfect person to ask. Not many people I know live in more winter places than I do. Um, So what's the plan for grounding during the winter? I've been grounding for a long time, but this is my first winter. So she moved back to Michigan from Texas six months ago. When the ground is covered with snow, what do we do? Touch the trees like you said and get sunshine light exposure. Part of me was like, I should try to keep an area of the ground snowless, which (laughs) I get that, my friend. I've thought that as well. But as it does there, it snows a lot here. So I don't know if that'll work. Also, any tips for those long stretches of no sunlight? I've looked into those lamps, but I don't know how well they work and if they're worth the investment. Banging. Jess, thank you so much for this amazing question. Let's get into this, and I love all of the points that you've recognized. I have answers out the yin-yang for you, so I'm really passionate to talk to you guys about this topic. Okay, let's start with what's the plan for grounding during winter? Okay, so obviously grounding during the winter months, the cold months, is much harder than it is in the summer months. My few favorite practices to make sure I'm connecting to Mama Earth in some way or another is if you follow me over on Instagram, you know I go for a walk every single day. No matter what the temperature is doing, no matter what the wind is doing, I get out there in one form or another. When I get out there, I find some way to connect to Mother Earth. So in the summer, I'm often taking my, my sandals off, I'm sitting on the ground, sitting on rocks, all that good stuff. In the winter months... You've got a range. Yes, if you're feeling really tough and you're someone who doesn't maybe have snow on the ground, but you do have, you know, cooler, wet months, more of a, you know, I'm thinking English climate because that's where my partner's from. Get your feet on the ground if possible. Just recognizing that even if you can only put your feet on the ground for maybe 10 seconds and you think that's enough. Okay, beautiful. Any moment to connect with Mama Earth like that Don't underestimate even those small moments. Now, another way that you can do this is if you do have um, snow on the ground, like Jess did, who submitted the question, and I'm the same up here in Canada. I'm not going to stand on the snow for very long. And honestly, I can't say I really ever stand on the snow. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's just not my idea of a good time. (laughs) So if there's snow on the ground, I'll go find a rock that the sun has melted off the snow if possible or if I'm in something like my long winter coat or if I've got snow pants on or some sort of protective gear on I can just go plunk my butt in the snow being mindful that shoes will block that connection that vibration between the mom earth and between you so just being outside while it's fantastic for a myriad of other reasons we know that connecting with mama earth is incredible for us it's not going to cover that grounding but the vibrations will go through the natural energy the renaissance of the earth will go through clothing oh there's a puppy whoa i don't know if you guys heard that in the background he sounds so cute um so sitting down on a rock or even on the ground 
we'll, the, you'll be able to connect. You'll be able to ground through clothing. Just not. It's the rubber soles in our shoes that create the disconnect between Mama Earth and our energy. All right. Now, if it's too cold or too snowy or whatever it is to sit down on a rock or you don't have the proper gear to sit down in, another fantastic way is pull your mittens off and just hold a tree. And maybe you can only hold it for five seconds, 10 seconds. Like I know when it gets really cold here, it starts to get into those minus 20, minus 30 temperatures. I don't have much capacity to hold a tree for very long, but I'm out there and I'm connecting. You can also do this with your gloves on. Of course, we love to get our bare skin directly on Mama Earth, but these modifications are equally as effective in these cold months. You are going to get plenty of benefit with them, way more benefit than you could get by just saying, hey, I'll have to pick this habit up again in the spring. All right, so that's on grounding. Now that's grounding with Mama Earth. Now, something my traditional Chinese medicine doctor taught me, which I think is really cool, and most partners are very in for this type of grounding. So being chest-to-chest, bare-chested with your partner, with your kids, this is an excellent way to ground. So if that's something that you're comfortable with or you're in a situation where that would be an appropriate combination of people, laying chest-to-chest is an incredible way to ground. Bare skin is best. Obviously, it still works with a layer of, uh, you know, a cotton t-shirt on. But as always, if possible, bare skin is best for those grounding actions. Okie doke. Now, number two, let's talk about the minimal sunlight or light exposure that we do get in winter. Depends where you are. I know for us up here in Canada, as the winter months get longer, we are, you know, the light, it's not light light out until about 9 a.m and it's dark again by 5 p.m so for a lot of people that work traditional office jobs you go to work in the dark and you come home in the dark or same with munchkins that go to school and daycare hopefully those kiddos are getting outside during the day we want to always always have the number one priority be connecting with mama earth so hitting that light exposure in the morning between 8 a.m and 10 a.m is vital for um, our circadian rhythms, right? No matter how cold it is. Something that I do to hold myself accountable to this, and I'm not going to tell you it's a perfect practice, I find light exposure very, very easy in the summer months for a couple of reasons. One, it's warm. (laughs) But two, I do it, I go to the gym, then I go outside, and then I go into the office and start my work day. Whereas in the winter months, the sun's not up when I'm going into the office. So I go to the gym, I go get started on my work day, and then I have to interrupt my work day to get outside. Now, you know how you get, you get into your flow, everything's happening, and then all of a sudden it's noon or it's one o'clock and you're like, oh my gosh, I still haven't been outside. The way that I hold myself accountable on this is I set an alarm on my phone or a reminder in the calendar at about 9.45 because That's the warmest it's going to be during that period. So I really, I honestly wait right till the very end at about 9.45 and then I go outside. Depending what it's doing that day, you're going to do the best that you can. I bring my winter boots to work. I change out of my heels. I bring my warm winter coat. I put my hood up if necessary and get out there. 
my partner and I like we like to call them greyhound laps that we go around the office parking lot to get some sun but if it's really really cold sometimes or you know a couple of weeks back it was rainy which isn't super common for us here but because it was rainy I wasn't going to go actually out so I just stood underneath the overhang but I got that light in my eye so number one priority is find whatever time of morning that is that the sun does finally come up to you now what you want to aim for even as little as five minutes when it's sunny out is incredibly effective for your circadian rhythm on more overcast days it can range anywhere up to that 15 to 20 mark to get the same results so just being mindful of what the weather is doing that day another point i want to remind you of is you don't have to just stare out at the sky While that's incredible, it's an amazing way to step back from your screens, give yourself a reset, give yourself a break. Just as effective, like say it's a longer one, maybe you need to go out for 20 minutes and you can't take a, you know, a big 20 minute gap in the morning from your work day. Can you bring your phone down and respond to some emails after looking out for about five minutes, giving your eyes a break from the screens and you can still stand outside, get the effects of the sunlight and, you know, respond to the emails for the last 15 minutes. Or maybe you schedule, you know, a weekly repeating meeting at 10 a.m. every week and you take that call while walking around and you've got your headbutt in. Think of ways to get creative to make this a priority. I promise you're always going to find an excuse why you can't. And at the end of the day, my friend, this is such an impactful way to support your mood, to support your sleep, to support your weight, to support your blood sugar, to support so many components of our body. So really understand the weight and the benefit of getting out for that light and use that as fuel to make sure it happens. Also recognizing that it will be imperfect. I know when I'm teaching, I've got students in class. It's a different story. I try to break at about 10 a.m. because ideally I'd also like them to go outside. But sometimes certain students need extra attention on that break time. Maybe it's my one opportunity to run upstairs and talk to whoever I need to up in the office. So sometimes I miss 10 a.m. by a mile. I know this week I went out finally for the first time at 12.55 p.m. You know, I was nowhere close, but at least I went out and did it. Now, that's just a little side note note on building a habit. That is the habit loop. You are consistently building that habit, even if it's imperfect. You are consistently going outside and finding that 5 to 20 minutes to get that light in your eye even if you miss the ideal window by a mile. You are showing yourself that you show up, you do the thing, regardless if you can do it in a perfect form or not. Just remind yourself, my friend, that everything does not need to always be perfect. This is flexible discipline, and this is how we achieve it, by being realistic with our expectations of how we execute I'll just give you a quick side note there. If you are looking to know more about flexible discipline and how to make that work effectively in your day-to-day life, I'm hosting a free masterclass. It's a Saturday, December 2nd, uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I would love to have you there. We're going to get into all the goodies of how to make discipline flexible and fit into your day-to-day life. If you want to join, let me know. Come over to Styles Coaching. Let me know you're in and I will send you the link.
Okay, now let's go on to happy lamps. Happy lamps, we've heard lots about. If you're not familiar with happy lamps, what they are is just a very bright light, a bright lux, and you turn it on and you place it on your work desk. Maybe you place it on the kitchen counter while you're making your kids breakfast, whatever it looks like. And it's a way to get that light exposure when the light doesn't come up until 8, 9 a.m., depending where you are in the world. This is an excellent way to let your body know, hey, we're waking up, we're doing the thing, let it stop producing melatonin, let it start producing some cortisol to get your day going, and without the actual light. Now, I want to remind you that that this is not a replacement for actual daylight from Mama Earth. It's a beautiful way to supplement the lack of light in winter. When it comes to happy lamps, you don't have to go crazy with them. There is the actual brand happy lamp. Those are a little bit more on the pricey side. You can go ahead and get that. I know I've seen them at Costco before. I'm sure you can get them all over the place. Another more cost-effective option is getting a drawing light. So they work the exact same thing as a happy lamp, and it's just a little bit more cost-effective. I know when I got mine on sale at Costco, I think it was about 40 bucks Canadian. And the Canadian dollar is crap right now. So for my friends down in the States or honestly, probably anywhere else in the world right now, it'd be less than 40 bucks in your currency. Um, If you're strapped for cash right now and you're like, hey, you know what, Michelle, I don't have any money to invest in this, but I really do want to support my mood and my circadian rhythm in the winter months. Go ahead and the second you get up in the morning, turn all of your overhead lighting on full bright. If you have dimmers, make sure those bad boys are all the way up and get that light in your eye right away. It gets your body saying, hey, we're up, we're doing this, let's get after this day, let's create some magic. It's the exact same way as in the reverse. You know, if you've been part of this community for a while now, how firm I am about getting those high overhead lights off at the in the evening, kind of around that 7 p.m., no more overhead lighting. It's the same thing. That the natural light, the constant overstimulation of our brains is why we have so many mental health issues, have trouble sleeping, have insomnia, sleeping pills are crazy, all of this stuff. So use that overhead lighting to your advantage in the winter months. Turn all of your lights on. If you can use a happy lamp or some sort of drawing lamp, they are incredibly effective. I know for my little morning routine, what it looks like for me is I love to come into my office flick my happy lamp on, breathe, meditate, just be present for, you know, a quick five minutes, nothing crazy. And then my body is crystal clear because it is still pitch blackout when I wake up and it will be for multiple hours still. I know the way that my partner loves to use his happy lamp. He works a bit of a range of hours. Sometimes he starts really early at 5 a.m. Sometimes he's working night shifts. Sometimes he starts at 7 a.m. He brings his happy lamp to the office with him. And same thing, he sits in front of it in the morning while he's working, getting after his work day, so that whether his morning that week is, you know, 6 p.m. or 5 a.m., he's getting that light in his eye, his body understands, okay, we're getting up, we're doing the thing. It's a wonky schedule, but like, I get it, I'm getting the signals for the light. One thing I do want to remind you of is We are supposed to slow down a bit in the winter months. We are not supposed to go the same full tilt that we have the energy for in spring and summer. 
Look at our beautiful mama earth. She rests. She sleeps. She doesn't grow during the winter months. That doesn't mean you have to put everything at a standstill in the winter months. Of course, we live in the real world. We have joys. We have passions. But being okay that you step back a little bit in the winter. Maybe you allow yourself to sleep a little longer. You give yourself a little bit more grace. You don't have to work out as hard. You know that we want to move our bodies every single day from a place of love. But maybe it doesn't need to be as intense during the winter months. Give yourself grace. The bare basics of your health in the winter. Get adequate light exposure from Mama Earth first. Supplement with some lighting, overhead lighting, happy lamps, drawing lamps. Give your body clear cues as to when you're getting up, when you're going to bed. Go out for walks every single day. And be okay with a slightly slower season of the year. I love you so much, my friend. Always here to chat. Always here to answer your questions. Let's talk next Wednesday. Bye-bye. My friend, thanks so much for sticking around. I have something really important to ask you. Are you tired? Tired of putting in the work? You're showing up. You're doing the thing. But the way you're currently living is creating a shell of a human. You're on autopilot and honestly you're just unsure of when to say enough is enough. Let's look at the simple actions that we can take daily so that at the end of the day you feel accomplished as opposed to just numb with tasks. In just 15 minutes a day, you can learn to take the actions that are essential in your life. You cut out the fluff that's stealing all your time to make space for the things you love. What if you could still go after your big audacious goals and dreams, but also be able to slow down and get ice cream with your nieces or stop over to see your parents, to be able to sit down and have a chill night with your partner again? It's time to take back control, and we're going to do it in 15 minutes or less. Join the No Fuss Academy today. Learn how to optimize your day-to-day, to stop that constant feeling of rush, and instead find the actions that are filled with passion and purpose. We're making our days more effective, not to add more crap to our to-do list, but instead make space to laugh and create and move and get back to living your good life. Sign up today. You can find more details in the show notes below. I can't wait to see you on the No Fuss Academy.